are the pretenders with J Bones and Bill. How you doing, Bill? Doing damn good, J Bones. How are you? I'm I'm living life, man. You know, growing a beard and just just living. Haven't got on the pod for a while, so a little bit itchy doing that. Haven't got to watch the amount of hockey that I wish I could, but you know, I am always poking my nose around every sports channel and you know, my apps on the phone. So yeah, yeah. It was definitely hockey night in Canada at the Lesser household today. We were out in the back flooding the the ODR. We got the outdoor rink all ready to go. She's gonna be primed for the morning. So we're all fired up. I know Nate Dog's got the blades all warmed up by the fire and he's gonna lay some on. I think we'll get out there first thing in the morning. And then we had, I had the early game on. I didn't get to see a lot of it with Toronto and Minnie. I don't know if you caught that one. It was a hell of a good game, but Spezza got hot and he put up three points tonight. They ended up losing to Minnesota in the shootout. I wanted to mention, oh yeah, Kiprasov, Kirill Kiprasov. He just went nasty in the Kiprizov. shootout. Yeah. 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 What did Kiprasov. Kiprasov. <laughs> yeah, no, not him, man. Number 97 for Minnesota. Kaprizov. Yeah, he went nasty, full nasty in the shootout and just flipped one up over Jack Campbell for a nice. He's good. Night. Oh, man. So I think he's up top five in the league or something now. So, no, it's just been good, man. Yeah. And I definitely caught the late game there with Sid and the boys getting nice <laughs> and hot to beat up on the Vancouver Canucks. So, yeah, it was good, man. I want to get into that a little bit. And I got a few things on the the World Juniors coming up here in Edmonton, a few big notable omissions I want to talk about a bit and, and then a few things. But, yeah, what else, man? What do you want to chat about? Just, I'm always usually Oilers, and I, I like to chat fantasy because I'm up up high you know i'm fucking sitting at number two and i've i've got a going for my second shutout my second week shutout here i'm at 10 nothing right now so i'm loving life shifley came out flying all the guys i put on the trading block are are stepping up i picked Devin taze up so yeah there's a shit ton yeah how you been doing it man i wanted to ask you you're just dominating you got tanner this week i think or you know you got the down syndromes don't you yeah, yeah, I got the other twin. I got Craig. Oh, those are the twins. Yeah, so I've been like I've been hounding Craig to play his lineup. I, I pretty much me and Tanner have been texting back and forth. I I'm trying to get him out of the gutter. So I've just been he every move he does, I pretty much text him to tell him to do it. I told Craig to pick up Raquel and stuff because Anaheim was ripping up. But yeah, I I'm I'm loving my grinding team. I've I've they're just they're a championship team, I think. My goaltending standing on their head again. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, Jesus, your goaltending, man. I get pissed off every time I watch every single Pittsburgh Penguin game. And Tristan Jari's just been uh like incredible. I was gonna say unstoppable, but that's not the right word. Incredible <laughs> the last seven, eight games. Hey, they showed it on the broadcast tonight. He's got the GAA is well below one. The save percentage, I think I said all this on the last step, somewhere in the 960, 970 range. And tonight, even in that game against the, the Nucks there, he went, uh, they kind of had a push there early in the third, and he made a few big key saves early in the third to keep the Penguins up in this one. I mean, he was sheltered. I had a little thing on the goaltenders too I was going to talk about where that lots of these good goaltenders that are up for the Vesna are just sheltered by awesome teams. You know, I think... 
Jari was getting a little bit of that in this game for sure. I think at one point Pittsburgh was up. I got it written down. It was like 34-12 in shots on goal. They did the same thing in the Edmonton game where they were up 23-7. to They could have won that game, but we'll get into the Oilers here in a little bit. But I think we were on the fantasy. I was having a tough week here with <laughs> Kelly. I'm playing the 0-7s, Kelly, and I was like, up on him six five now i had a nice little night from a lot of my guys actually i, had, I think i had like three three point nights so i had a good oh, nice. tidy, tidy little saturday but yeah i've been keeping an eye on your team man like i think this is where i got on my little rant i've been pissed off every time jari gets a shout out or even vassal your goaltenders man are so sick yeah it's uh it's worked out definitely and like I said, the trade the trade block, I I, I had your boy DV365. I think he uh, had him a little pissed. He sent me back a message and said that trade is garbage. So I don't think he was liking some of the trades. I can't remember what it was. It was definitely, definitely not. It was Shifley. It was Shifley. I was dealing him all day long. But Oh, you're yeah. trading today. You're trying to no, make some this, this was No, this was a while ago. This was before everyone started to heat up. Even Reinhardt, I had him on the trade block with you, I think. And, yeah, my team is I, – I, I just think they're a championship team, and it's going to be <laughs> – Darren better watch out. And I wanted to give Darren a shout-out for – thanks again for coming on the last uh, epi. But, yeah, he's he's got to watch out at number one there. I think I'm going to take it over this week with a shout-out. Oh, yeah, man. You're, you're steamrolling. You're definitely going to move into the number one spot this barring some sort of crazy come from behind miracle by I got down syndrome or whatever the hell that guy's name is <laughs> tomorrow. And, and yeah, you're going to be sliding right into the number one spot. Yeah. And like you said, Darren, fucking, that was hilarious, man. Getting old there awesome. right with the pretenders, man. He did a hell of a good job. We might have to try and get one of our other boys on. Maybe I thought Adam would be a good guest. So you said one of your boys might want to come on, but I thought it was a cool little twist, man. And hilarious to get Darren on. I think that, the ratings just hit a new peak on the last episode. Unbelievable. Yeah. Through the roof. So it was yeah. hilarious. And he had a lot of funny comments, man. I thought it was so sweet when he came on with his kokanis and he was like counting them. He's like, this is number <laughs> two. I got two left and that's it. He says, and yeah. Then... How's, how's the beer clicker going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was too funny. He made a couple of good points, man. If we, we can jump onto the Edmonton Oilers here, maybe. Definitely. Yeah, he said, because uh, we were talking about the penalties and Connor. He was talking about how Connor might get away with a couple, and then they're always crying about his the penalties that he's taking. I was like, Darren, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You got to shut up, man. And then, and then I watched a little bit of the highlights, and he was kind of like, he's so quick, right? And he's always in front. So he's like, he's always getting in with the hand. And I noticed even a few pictures on Twitter, I was commenting all over the place. And he's like, he's always got that reach going in, you know, because he might have a step on a guy. And I don't really know if that's a penalty, but he is kind of holding and trying to barge his way through. I noticed a few times in the Seattle game where he was trying to get in on one there. Well, that's as soon as he brought up the grab, like the, the grab of sticks. Like if you watch McDavid, he's dropping a grab on someone else's stick at least once or twice in a game. And you know, like you said, he's doing the shove backwards, you know, try to get that extra step. I He he has a little bit of extra, but I don't, like you said, I don't think the, to try to gain, like if you're giving a guy a penalty for gaining a step on, I, I think you're starting to lose the game big time. But yeah, I, I think he gets away with a few little grabs, like stick holds are 
that was a big one yeah yeah no 100 percent, man yeah he had another good game put up a couple of points so did dry side also yeah they had a we haven't been on since the pittsburgh no pittsburgh i think the last one we talked about was the vegas victory where they had a few of their starters out and so did we but yeah the, ne- the next game they went in pittsburgh came into town and Pittsburgh, man, they made a mock of them in the first couple of periods there. And Miko Koskinen was in net for this one. And he played really well, made a bunch of good saves. And then our firepower, firepower kind of came through and somewhat stole that game for us, I'd say. I was kind of a little, I don't know, I, would, I don't want to say pissed off because I'm a diehard Oiler fan, no doubt about it. But I need my Pittsburgh Penguins to be getting a few wins here too. Kind of got the dual thing going on. Oh, yeah. Here. With that's the a little that's strange it's yeah, strange <laughs> <laughs> they ended up squeaking that one out five two and uh what's his name marcus niemalainen got to do his first solo lap in that one and he's been great man he's put up i think like 13 hits or something i'm looking oh, at this guy as maybe if he stays in the lineup i might pick him up as a hitter for my fantasy team yeah, dude, I, I I brought his name up a while ago. I know he's a big guy. He's a lot more physical than I thought thought he was. But, yeah, he could be like my Gudis that I have on my – that's the only reason I keep Gudis on the lineup. He's fucking gets five hits a night easily on average. But, that yeah, going back to that Pittsburgh game, like there was a – I had a few points on that. We haven't been on for a while. But, yeah, F- like Fogel, I can't remember who he took a hit for. He took a hit from behind. And – uh he like came back up, skated back around, and like anyone, I would, I know I would have been pissed, and I would have been looking for anyone to take their head off, right? And he comes around, and Buddy's skating on the blue line, right against the boards, and he goes in and then does a weak check, like stick check. Buddy goes around, and I'm like, like where's the fire? I, I just blew my mind. Like I like the way he is. He's a huge body, and like I, like I wish I had names. I, it's too far back now for J Bones to remember that shit, but. Yeah, no, I, I just, it swears the fire on that. There's a few times. Yeah, yeah. Talking about Fogel and then, so that just maybe, and then in the Seattle game, jumping one ahead, they went with Fogel, McLeod, and Cassian. That's what Tippett dialed out for our third line there. And I was, I was pretty pumped. I thought that could be a good, speedy, maybe tough kind of line. I know McLeod's been picking up his physical game a little bit here lately, getting in throwing the body around a little bit and and Cassian does that that's just part of the way he plays so I thought it kind of had a little bit of identity as they'd always talk about a line you know and it just reminded me a little bit of like like Tanev and uh who's and Czar and then oh what was my favorite line out in Pittsburgh I can't remember it was last year but Tanev McCann might have been on that line it wasn't McCann though no it wasn't McCann but it was just so one of those third lines that actually have Luger? a little bit of meat and muscle. And like you put those guys together and if you just find a little bit of chemistry there, it was pretty, I was like, Oh, that could work for me. Like those guys all kind of fast players, right? They all got the wheels, get in on the four check. They ended up having a terrible fucking game. <laughs> I know Cassian rode the pine pony for the last three or the last, the third period of the Seattle game. There's, but I'd like to see them maybe come back with that line and just kind of try and make it work. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And Tippett won't be afraid to mix up the lines again, as he always does. But I just thought, I just kind of thought that was going to be a sweet line, which hasn't turned out that way. But there could be something there, maybe. So, you know, like I, I was sprouting freaking Ryan, Cassian, and Fogel. Like I like the Cassian and Fogel together. 
that wing. And I, I didn't mind the way Ryan was in there, but like Bill called her out. His play has definitely declined. He's still like doing the penalty killing thing, but other than that, nothing. But so I would probably, yeah, I, I like freaking, I, I don't know. I like those two together. They had a horrible game against the Kraken. Uh, I hate line juggling. I'm not, I think you need at least a three game trial and I hate, I like, you, you need a, you need chemistry. And I've always thought that you need to build it. I'm not a juggler and I'll never be into the juggling, but Hey, Tippett's been there fucking a lot longer than I have. So I can't complain about, I can't argue that. So. Yeah. I was going to say, you must hate Tippett, man. There was a game earlier in the year. Oh, don't you? Yeah. There was like 11 different line combinations or something by Tippy. He just, and then it was funny in that Seattle game too. He just, you knew come the third period that Connor and Leon were going to come out together and they almost got her done. I was going to text you and say, you got to be live betting this one. Cause they were down, but they were down three, two for sure. I, I want to say they were down by a couple goals in that game. I can't recall quite correctly. Like you say, we, we're just pretending and we've been off the air for a little while, but I was tweeting. Yeah. I was like, you got a lot. Yeah, they were down one. by two for sure. Sorry. Were, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you gotta get in, make some money, but they ended up not coming back and didn't find the win there in that one, which was a tough one against a pretty depleted Seattle roster right. that has kind of been coming on lately though. I think they're five, one and one in their last six games. They had no, their top two scorers were out Everlay, no Everlay, no Schwartzy. Their captain, Sorry, Shorts, Jaden Shorts. Yeah. And then uh, Giordano, they, their captain, was out too. So as much as we got injuries, our whole left side is bunged up on the point there. So did Seattle, and they came out, and I think they just wanted it a little bit more. Hard to bitch about the Edmonton Oilers right now. 16-5, and five, just cracking on all cylinders. They'll be just fine. We need to get some of our boys back. It felt like that game in Seattle. It felt like we were missing our number one D man. We needed that steady force back there. It was the first game since nurse has been out where I was like, son of a bitch. It'd be nice if our, our number one D man was back in the lineup tonight, but that's the way she goes. And we got the Kings tomorrow. So that should probably be a nice, easy one for us. And we'll, maybe we'll get back in the wind column, but I know they've been talking a lot about that's been a huge thing. Been watching, like, they don't want to ever lose two in a row. So expect the Oilers to come out firing tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Kings. Well, I think I said that last pod that, that or we haven't. I don't think we've lost. Yeah, we've lost two in a row this year. We always come back with a big win. So, and especially against LA, that's a nice team to get your confidence rolling again after, yeah, a pretty disgusting game against Seattle. I think Skinner let, he had a very, very weak game. It's I'm not gonna judge the kid, but you know, you got you have a few fucking shitty ones where you just throw in the towel. But our defense didn't help out at all. Looked like a AHL roster like we got running. But I wanted to go back to freaking Pittsburgh all the way just because we haven't had that much talk. And I wanted to, yeah, Koskin was steady. Russell breaking. I didn't. Want, I wanted to give Russell the shout out for block shots, like true Albertan doing Albertan things. Yeah, yeah, totally. Was that that was in the Pittsburgh game? He got that one done. Yeah, well, that's where they gave him the belt buckle, and his kids came out and all that yeah. stuff. And so that. And yeah, congratulations, Chris Russell. I thought it was hilarious. Cassian was talking about him taking a. I'd rather take a punch to the face than block a shot, you know? So that tells you. And then somebody else was saying too, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like 
six uh, they were talking about like how many of them hurt something like that and it was something like four out of ten uh, like really really hurt and then like six out of ten sting or something like that they were saying like so basically four out of ten are like drop you to your knees painful type of block shots and he's got over 2000 now i guess right so, yeah definitely well yeah he beat out brent seabrook there yeah braver man than me that's for sure i know i was definitely the one pulling the old flamingo i remember blocking one nice one actually and we we're in provincials i think we were in the semifinals or something and i kind of laid one down low on the ice like kind of committed you don't see him do that too much anymore they're more into like the goalie style block that, shots yeah I was full committed pad stack and I got a nice block late in the game and my on the way to a provincial goal championship. So that was a nice highlight I can throw in there, but yeah, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, if you want to go any more on Russell, you had a couple more things or there was a couple other milestones too. No. Yeah. The freaking what the uh, 500 points for Nuge. I think that was Kraken though. Okay, and dry yeah. side, dry Dreisaitl's 500 game, or 500 game, yeah. I think that was the crack, and they both did that in the same game there. But I would just want to, in the Pittsburgh game, I wanted to bring up your boy Rodriguez, who freaking played in Boston University with Jack Eichel there, freaking the line mate. This guy's got a fucking shot on him. Like, I, I, I think, does anyone have him in the freaking pool? I think this guy's going to heat up, especially if he stayed up there. But did he, was he off their line tonight? No, he played on their line tonight, and yeah, he's got an amazing shot, like crazy wheels, man. He's super fast. He's a good guy to kind of, like, he he fills in Rusty's role on the top line nice, because Rusty was kind of had the wheels, and he was the four-check guy kind of on that line, but uh, actually, uh, Owen Sevens, Kelly picked him up at the beginning of the week, I know, but he's kind of been a little bit quiet. I know Sid had a three-point night tonight, and Rodriguez, yeah, Erod was held off the off the score sheet tonight. So that was pretty good for me. But, uh, yeah, he's got amazing wheels, man, and and he's been pretty good up there. The second line, just hopping over to Pittsburgh like we do, hopping all around, the second line's kind of been a little uh, uh, sporadic or shaky or shitty, whatever word you want to use. <laughs> but a lot of asses. Yeah, man, with uh, Carter and Kapanen and Zucker. I like all these guys. They're all good players. Carter's an amazing centerman. Zucker's got crazy good wheels for a little guy, too. He doesn't look like he's moving all that fast, but he gets in there. And Kapanen, another fast player. But they're just not putting up the offense. And I know that uh, Sully, oh, I wanted to give a holler to Sully. Such a good coach, man. But he ended up splitting up that line. And uh, Danton Heinen got a shot on the on the second line with uh, Carter and Zucker. So it kind of feels a little bit like they're missing Malkin. It'd be nice to get Malkin back in the mix and get that second line rolling a little bit and healthy because something's just a miss on the second line there in Pittsburgh. But sorry, I went on a little bit of a tyrant there on my Penguins, man. But uh, yeah, we no. can get, come back in. Erod's fucking hell of a good player. Well, just even, I think it was when uh, Pittsburgh play, I'm jumping in with your Pittsburgh anyways, is that like Kapanen is a super, super up and down, sorry, excuse me, up and down player. Like I, I watched him and I was, I don't know, there's a few things. I only watched him for a little bit, but I, there was, for some reason I kept an eye on him. Oh yeah. I live bet on him because I thought he was going on the heater. I talked about that last one. And so they were playing Calgary, I believe they were. And yeah, freaking yeah. uh he like was super unimpressive. I, I've 
I, I bet on him just because I thought he was going on a heater. And so I just focused all my attention on him and I was didn't like his play whatsoever. But it could have been just the game too. It was one game. I'm not gonna hold the guy down, but I I noticed he is a streaky player. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was gonna say. That's a pretty fair comment to say that Kapanen is a streaky player, but he yeah, he's pretty high up in our depth in our depth charts right now. He's definitely fits in the top six and when i remember when he came into town there was that was all the talk that he was going to jump right in and play on Sidney crosby's line but jakey gensel kind of has that that spot on the left side all yeah, shored up there if you will snuggled the in there yeah he's got the hat trick tonight so he ended up he's on the longest point streak in the national hockey league right now he extended his streak to 12 games and yeah he's just been great man uh, this one tonight, just jumping over to the Vancouver game, he got three goals against Thatcher Demko, who was just a fucking stud in the pipes tonight. Such such an amazing goalie. That's another one of my goaltenders things. Like, you put Thatcher Demko in front of the Carolina Hurricane hockey team, like, you got yourself the Vesna Trophy winner. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. Same with Jack Campbell in Toronto. Not to say that these guys aren't good goalies. Jack Campbell, Freddie Anderson, like, all these guys that, who else? I mean, Johnny Gibson, his team's having a good year. Even throw Miko Koskinen's name in there, right? Like, you throw Miko Koskinen into the net in in Vancouver, like, he's probably not even sticking around, right? Yeah. Like, you're looking eating at a minor league goalie or something. Eating alive, exactly. So, I don't know. I kind of went ranting there a little bit. What were we on? Yeah, Thatcher Demko, that, just that game tonight, he played fucking awesome. What a good goalie, yeah. man. He might be there for Team USA. Like, I think it's going to be Hellebuck and Gibson, Johnny Gibson, man, that guy's such a beauty. And Campbell, down. like you can't like there are options in that. I I think look better than ours right now. To be honest, I uh, you're if you're gonna pluck them out there right now, if we're gonna compare. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I think we talked about this last one. Like it might be Mikey Smith or or Carey Price. Carey Price was in gear, wasn't he? Did you see something about that? I think he was practicing with the Habs. Yeah. Well, and I said this last pod too, Armstrong, it sounded like if, if Carey Price is ready to play, he's ready to play. Like he's, he's on the roster. He, if they could have named him with the three, they probably would have, you know what I mean? Oh, right. I, I think, yeah. I think he's set in stone. And then our, our other two, I don't know. I think I always see Bennington's name, but he's not like being super stellar in St. Louis this year. And then, no. Yeah, like Mike Smith's hurt for a long time, which, like, I definitely thought his name would have been in contention. Larry's struggling hard in Chicago, but he's got no goaltending in front or team in front of him. So I, uh, but his name might be set in stone too, just because of his pedigree. So who's, who's Jake Ottinger? Do you know? Is he American? I think he's American. Yeah, he's American with Dallas there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see come um, even if they even go. I know that well, Bennington had COVID. Just jumping onto the I guess we're on the goalie talk right now. I got Ilya Sorokin in the with the New York Islanders who are on a 10 game losing streak. Just a <laughs> fucking shit show out there in New York. I know they started on like a 18 game road swing or something before they got their barn built in New York and the Bronx or wherever the hell they're playing now. But I thought this team was gonna be like I, you know, like what in the motherfucking fuck? I'm laughing. I'm laughing so hard because if we go back to some predictions, I'm pretty sure I called them a Stanley Cup. Like, 
finalists. These guys, like, they they were going. I'm pretty sure I predicted that, and it does not look. My bad. Sorry, Islanders. Oh, they're out, man. We're at the point now where it's like, it's kind of taken Set shape. In, yes, you know what yeah, I mean? like, yeah. Like, a quarter, a quarter are, way through the season. Yeah, these teams that are in playoff spots, that that's kind of what it's going to look like moving forward. And I just know this from being a diehard Oilers fan for the last twenty years. And before Christmas, we were always out of the playoffs, but we'd always be holding on to hope. We'd be, oh, we're only. We're only five points out and we, we can make it or whatever. We got two games in hand and it it's just an impossible mountain to climb and you just never find yourself back in those playoff spots. So <laughs> no. No. This yeah, is just we, a it's gonna be. I love how you brought it like if if someone would know, we know, baby. We know about <laughs> just hanging on there, hoping for a few extra points. But yeah, I don't I I like I said I didn't get to watch a shit ton of hockey. So what else you got? What do you got to bring up? Oh man, I got all sorts of shit. Well, yeah, we talked about that early game a little bit. The Toronto Maple Leafs moving to 15-2 and 1 in their last 18 games. I think the Cups coming north of the border this year. I was thinking about this for all week here. <laughs> like they're just the cur or the hex, whatever, the curse, the jinx, whatever them. you want to call it, man. It was since the 1993 Montreal Canadiens. I think that yeah, the last time. So we're looking at what are we coming up on 30 years. This might be 28 if I do my math there quickly in my head. I think this is the year, man. You got Toronto Maple Leafs look unstoppable. The Edmonton Oilers look like they're for real. Winnipeg Jets could get it done. There's three good teams right there. I haven't even talked about the Calgary Flames yet. Who look like they're, they got a chance to go all the way. So I'm thinking this might be the year that the cup comes north of the 54th parallel or whatever the fuck that line is there that separates Canada and the United States. <laughs> uh, I'm not getting into any of that long latitude and longitude shit, but yeah, no, I, uh, dude, Calgary. Yeah. I, we, I think we've been giving them a quick blowy every episode. They, they're not stopping. I think they're for real. Like you said, I, the season's quarter way through, you're kind of, where you're at, you're, you're not going to drop much further unless you get a huge injury or something catastrophic happens. But, yeah, I, I our Canadian teams do look good. But, again, I, our, do we, I don't think we have that Stanley Cup contending team against, like, still a Tampa Bay or – well, Colorado kind of looks not as strong as they used to. But Vegas is going to be a powerhouse, and they're only going to get better, as Darren said. Like, there's the same old powerhouses that – they're they're there yeah oh yeah you're not wrong there's a, there's other good teams around florida is a fucking wagon oh, no yeah. doubt about it. Nice. 17 4 and 3 or something we'll give a quick holler to florida holy shit carolina obvious another good team but just sticking north of the border there ottawa they knocked off colorado tonight 6-5 in overtime brady kachuk gets the ot winner for me he finishes the night with two goals and a Apple for me. They must have had a center out because he was taking a whole shitload of faceoffs tonight. I didn't get to watch that full game. I just kind of tuned in for the overtime, but that was good. And they knocked off. So they've been kind of having a fucking hard run here in the early season, but they back to back wins are on a two game heater and they knocked off the Carolina Hurricanes and the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Mm -hmm. So good for the boys, man. I'm sure they're pumped. They're probably out there right now. The time we're looking at it might be one in the morning out in Ottawa. They could still be out there, just a couple of young boys out there. Oh, yeah, I should say they're probably out having a night on the town. I doubt well, it. They're yeah. probably having a pro 
protein shake and a workout for early bedtime. Yeah, they might be. Who knows? Hopefully not, man. You got to enjoy it. Oh, that's yeah. There was like a quote from Brett Hall. He was just like, we used to like, we used to go out and party all the time. And he's like, it's not fun anymore. The hockey's not fun anymore. That was Brett Hall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been partying forever. He he had a great time on St. Louis one. He was the... He was the new Twitter rock star, I think. There, oh yeah, he, he, was like rubbing, he was like rubbing his nipples on the glass there on the one the one game there. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he got no fucks to give. First HHOF to rub his nipples on the glass, probably that might be a record. Might have to. I I don't know. There's probably a couple. I guarantee you. Yeah, who else would you throw in the mix? I don't even. Messier would probably do something like that. Oh maybe. yeah, there's a few. Like, come on, you. Yeah, Messier. Like, you win. You get in those talks. You win over like four. You win three plus cups. You're 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 gonna be rubbing your nipples somewhere. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You get up into the six cup category. Yeah. You, oh. You're rubbing nipples all over there, man. And no matter where you're going, you're rubbing nips. Well, they said they said that too. Is they don't they didn't have the social media they do now. Like you can't get away get away with rubbing your nips. No, it's just just the way it is. Yeah, it probably happened. That's a good point. Like it probably happened lots before Brett Hull did it, but you just never saw it because everything gets recorded now. Every single everything person in the audience has a phone now, or a a camcorder. I should nowadays. Back in the eighties, you'd have to be holding the old like the parallel lens to get her out there you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Probably, that probably wouldn't be flying you'd have 1900 video cams <laughs> camcorder on your shoulder if i could roll it around but oh and i my last shout out too i wanted to give a shout out to the lemuse for being the first uh father-son duos to be suspended for biting i think that's that needs to be a shout out somewhere oh claude had one of those yeah, I, I read that today. I thought that was definitely a shout out for the pretenders. That's pretender stuff right there. Wow, congratulations, <laughs> Brandon and Claude Lemieux. Don't the apple don't fall far from the tree, they say. Hey? Yeah. Well, cool, man. I wanted to quickly get into uh December 9th. Uh the selection camp opens up for the world juniors. They got 35 players, got sent down there. Amongst of which we had Sebastian Cosa went down. I think he's going to be the number one goalie for Canada moving forward. Maybe they could bring him to Beijing. We'll see how he plays in in uh, Edmonton and Red Deer here. But they also brought in Owen Power, who I had to look up his stats. He's playing down in Michigan in Div oh, Powerhouse NCAA. Unbelievable, man! These guys are just rolling over the league. They're uh, Kent Johnson. He went, he went fifth to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I got a couple of things written down here. Yeah, so they're both, they both got 23 points in 16 games played. They're playing their sophomore seasons out there. That's Owen Power is a defenseman, and he's only two points off the, the league lead out there. Some guy by the name of Dar- Drew Warad. He's like a 23-year-old bearded vet. He's playing for, who the hell is he playing for? Western Michigan. So he's a 1997 born while these other guys own power and Kent Johnson are 2002 born. So it's not even a boy amongst men for sure. You know what I'm saying? That you got the veteran against the kids, but they're just, looks like this own power is going to be a player. It's going to be super fun to watch him here. Come the 
come the junior championships. He also had Connor Bedard got selected don't, or to go to the camp anyway. He had another big night tonight. He ended up getting a three-point night against son of a bitch. Who are they playing? Swift Current, I think. I think they were on the ice against Swift Current. They ended up losing. They're having a bit of a tough season out there in Regina. I don't know what's going on with the Pats, but Connor Bedard goes. He's going to be the only 2023 draft representative that'll be there. You got Xavier Burgot. The Edmonton Oilers first-round draft pick. He's heading to camp. He's been on an unbelievable heater. I follow Bob Stoffer on Twitter. I guess I should say the pretenders follow Bob Stoffer. <laughs> Me and Jay Bones. And he's been having a hell of a good game. I think he's coming off of a four-point game and then a hat trick. I think he had a hat trick either tonight or the other night. So I think he's going to be there. Dylan, Go- Dylan Gunther of the Oil Kings going. Kent Johnson. But uh, one thing I want to talk about is a few huge omissions not going to camp. Matthew Savoy didn't get selected. He's not going to camp. He's leading the WHL in scoring right now, playing for the Winnipeg Ice. You got Brant Clark, the eighth overall pick from the Los Angeles Kings, didn't go. He's not going to camp, which is, I don't know, just some kind of crazy shocker to me. And then another first overall pick brennan offman uh 16th overall yeah. for the new york rangers he was just named i was watching the, the rangers sharks game there and he was on the broadcast or they had a little a little footnote of him there or whatever and he was named the ohl player of the week he was 16th overall pick in the draft first overall so you're talking about like three kids that are at the top of the junior ranks right now that did not get selected to go to the camp. Just a bit of a shocker. But I think, like, I think there's too many big names to, you know, like actual like media-driven names. Where, you know, your Owen Power. Everyone knows Owen Power. Like I watched him in the World Championships. He was playing like being. He was an 18-year-old playing with all those like a bunch of men playing against a bunch of men. But yeah, you get like Connor Bedard. Like, he's young as frick, but his name, everyone knows who he is. You got Shane Wright in there. Kent Johnson's playing on a powerhouse team. Like, they're just – and then yeah. you're like, you, you Xavier Burgo, he's playing, and then he's got his line mate, Maverick Bork. I know he – like, he's on the, the lineup too. So, it's like, there's just a team of – I don't know. It's it's Brant Clark blows my mind out of the three that you bring up there. I am super surprised on that, but maybe they were looking for more of a hit enough offense and they're looking for a little more grit. I don't know. Yeah. No, like you say, that's got to be what it is. Like, uh, obviously much, much better hockey minds than me. So they, they know what they're doing. But uh, the one thing I saw, I was kind of watching it. I was bringing up Twitter, but somebody posted on there, like they only have two right shots point man going to camp now and brent clark is a right shot point man too so it just like it's just a that one's a super head scratcher but you go with the big names like mason mctavish he got invited to camp cole perfetti's going to camp. uh that jake jack is it jake or jack jack neighbors from the st louis blues i think jake, he had a 10, jake yeah he had a 10 game <laughs> stint with the st louis blues this year so there's like those those huge names that are there already you know and i think yeah it's funny like, I think Bedard's going to get selected, just like you say, just because of the name that he is. Like, he's not having the craziest – he's having a good year in Regina, but not having – he's nowhere near the league leaders anyway, that's for sure. Um, I, I went out and watched that game in Red Deer. I think I was talking about that on the podcast last time. And Riker Evans was playing point for the Regina Pats, and he looked – he's a 
Calgary, Alberta boy. He went, he was the second overall pick from the Seattle Kraken. And I thought he was head and shoulders, the best player on the ice. And he didn't get an invite to this camp either. And, and you just see like Bedard get a crack to go to the camp. I think a, a lot of it's the hype. I, but, obviously Bedard's an amazing talent. Like, don't get me wrong when I say that, but it just kind of feels that way a little bit. No, one, 100%. Like, Riker Evans, I love that you bring up his name. I watched him in Seattle. Like, he had the, I don't know, he played three or four, four games in Seattle. Like, the, the kid looked like he could have fit in the lineup. They just, I think they could have, they, like, he could have played. He was a, looked like he was an NHL player. I don't think they had the room for him and they just wanted him to mature a little bit more and play down. But like, yeah, it's, there's a few big names that are left off, but it's Canada. We are loaded with great hockey players. And like you said there, there's better minds than us running it or maybe not. Maybe they need to hire us. Right. Yeah. Audition tape. Maybe we might have to send this in. Oh yeah. Go through something. Like I'll be going to the games that Sidney Crosby is a good hockey player. I could let them know that. Yeah, that's the, I think I, I heard he's pretty good. Well, that was one of the notes I had on there. I was they're like Sydney versus Crosby, like hype on that game. And oh, it's wait, like it's it's Sydney. over, baby. It's been McDavid's league for years now. Like he's old, like Crosby's washed up. He did good. I love him. He's still ripping it up, but it's McDavid's league. That's it. That's all. All right. Like all right, this is gonna be the ultimate bash and cash, baby. You're coming on. You're talking about McDavid League. You watch out, baby. Sid's coming. He's going to get his fourth Stanley Cup ring this year. He's going to get his third Olympic gold medal. He's got his Sayonara song coming here. He is. Yeah, I was a little bit worried. This was Sid, by far Sid's best game tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. He kind of got run into the boards. Let me just get it up here quickly, man. Let me get this one. He got run into the boards yeah, by Connor Get Garland. it off your chest quick there. Yeah. He uh he got run into the boards in the first period against Connor Garland and it kind of lit a fire under his ass and he ended up bitching to the referee a little bit. <laughs> it was like he was chirping him from the bench and even Bieksa said something on the broadcast and then he they showed him during the intermission. So then when the teams like left the ice, he went and he just had like a one on one with the referee and was like you missed one there or whatever he said to him. I don't really know, but. He came back in the second and third period, and this was by far his best game. He just had the handles going, and he was just a force on the power play. I'll say that, too. The The Pittsburgh power play was just atrocious until Sidney Crosby got back into the lineup. And now they're top – since Sid's been back, they're top five in the league back on the power play. The penalty kill still – not that Sid has anything to do with that, but penalty kills running at 92%, one of the best – the best power play – Sorry, the best penalty kill that's been going since they tracked the stat. But it was just awesome to see Sid have such a good game. And he got that, got that tuck on Thatcher Demko at the end. And just the grin on his face, man. He was just so stoked. He just still loves scoring goals. Old uh, uh, Latang, Latang fed a nice pass over to him. And they just embraced in one of the nicest, warmest, <laughs> most beautiful hockey hugs I've ever seen in my life. So I was, I was just so fired up, man. It was just a good time for me and my Sid loving tonight, man. Yeah, dude. I Like Darren said, I, he called it out for you. Oh, I guess it was against Edmonton. That was a while ago. But he, he prayed for Sid to get have a few good points for you. And you, you got it. So, yeah. But, but I, I think we I think our listeners are long enough, cared lo- enough of us on this epi. What do you think? 
Yeah, sounds good, man. Well, uh, until next time. Thanks for listening.